0: between welcome one and welcome all to the arsenal canon podcast extravaganza it's one one six a hundred six to the teen it is a four dude show today so i'm just going to cut to the chase because basically yeah yeah. Mm -mm. no you said it I, um, I'm, I'm personally only going to be here for about 30 minutes and then I'm going to hand over the hosting mantle to the first dude I'm about to introduce. It's the bumptious Brighton boy, formerly known as the lovely London local lad, Alfie Call you on the cut. Alfie, what's going on, my dude? What are you saying, lads?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm decent. I'm decent. Um, what have I got to say in my, my introduction thing? Not much, to Mm. be honest. I'm Mm. just happy after last night. Um, and Mm. I've had a put my first podcasting workshop this morning at uni um gotta say i didn't learn that much but we were in the studio for a bit and we got to mess around mess around with their professional studio which was nice so
0: yeah that was decent We saying daniel uh not much apart from the intro and then some other stuff too since you called me out that one time for lying um yes. saying that yes Sorry. i i proceed to say more so i'm gonna start saying that from now on not much apart from the intro and other stuff the thing i'm about to say next is the introduction dude. to the next dude and it is the man, mm. the myth, the legend with the versatile name, Rob, Bob, Bert, Bertha, the man that I so love to call Maddie Ooh. Neha.
2: Maddie Neha. I kind of like that. that. Is that a first name? Uh, it's a full
0: name. Uh, they- Daniel, oh. do, you, do you have the website where it gives like the life the information <laughs> yeah. too, oh. that Rob used the one time? No, mine, is, mine isn't as cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, mine's just basic and has ads for cool. gold bond lotion and macy's underneath it um so yeah maddie mm. that sounds like the name of a <laughs> of a fullback at, at like brentford or something maddie how yeah, are you yeah. today my friend well matty Cash uh, at villa there you go yeah yeah i'm
3: on. Myself, Matty, I'm, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling really good about myself today. Um, surprisingly, so. Well, because you've actually decided to hop on a show. I yes, exactly. God, <laughs> pat, on, pat on the back for that. And um, well, I was, I went to the pub last night after the game, um, you know, in celebratory fashion, and and sank many a pint. And then I woke up feeling absolutely fine. So there's, oh, there's reason to be oh, happy. That, that is joyful. class.
1: That is. Well, it, it is. That's
3: big from you. He's it's, it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, back to you, Danny.
0: Thank you. Um, and now, finally, last but most certainly not least, the man that plays freaking Ultimate Frisbee. He's a surfer. <laughs> we,
2: he's, we've discussed this before. He's a, he's a
0: stereotypical uh, guy in a movie about high school kids. He's just so cool. He's a celebrity. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mac Johnson. Mac, the celeb. It's an honor. What's up?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right, you know, having a good time. Um yeah, it's definitely it's good to be back. Jesus. The high school the high school lines got me absolutely done. Um yeah, that's a new one. But no, it's I'm happy to be here. Happy we finally played a game. Happy we finally won a game. Um yeah. Got some interesting things to discuss, but it's just it's it's a happy day in the life of an Arsenal fan. And there's also, you know, we won and people can moan on Twitter. So it's it's the best of both worlds, mm. really. Um, First yeah, it's, win it's, in 2021. Yeah. Second goal.
3: Woo! Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. And the
3: fourth red card, baby.
0: Oh, baby. <laughs> We're crushing it. Mental. Did you see a big fan of the show? Yeah. Um, James, did you see his uh, tweet? I thought it was genius. He said, "Hashtag no more red."
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been a doozy. Let's hope this gets us back to winning ways. Big Alfie, up James, yeah, big up James. Yes, um, yeah, let's James let, let's get way. right into it since I only have you know fifteen or sorry thirty more minutes really, um, mm. and I want to talk about yeah. the game somewhat. It uh, it felt good, man, to be watching Arsenal again. It's been like a year, and now we have to wait like another year to watch us again. So at least,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: at least we managed, you know, a win in the end. Yes, backs were against the wall there for the last t- twenty minutes, um, but we gr- we grinded it out. And I mean, honestly, Alfie, at this point, it's not even a disadvantage being done to ten men, just because we're so used to it.
1: Yeah, it was a a satisfying three points, I think you could say, um, in the end. Um, You know, backs against the wall, resolute. um, And it's the sort of victory that just feels very nice, unifying. um, And it's the sort of victory that mentally can do a lot. Um, You know, it's a soft factor, but to be able to hold on against tough opposition that of you know they're eighth in the league um you know with a hostile atmosphere around you to be able to hold on in that environment um with 10 men is you know it can only sort of spur you on mentally and give you more belief mm-hmm. and confidence going into future games i think the performance was pretty decent um in the first half and then obviously the the start of the second half was uh bit of a lull from both teams and obviously the red card changed things and from then on it was just like holding on uh but yeah ve- very very delighted big three points um and yeah I missed I missed it I missed it just the the, the atmosphere with the fans and everything and you know you saw the scenes at full time I've missed it and I can't wait for Brentford hopefully I'll
3: go to that in nine you. days it was nice drinking Ruben Nevers's tears afterwards as well
1: oh yeah <laughs> he can fuck off. Honestly, you're not allowed to celebrate wins anymore. Really oh, no, important wins allowed. with ten men. You, you, you should. We should have just, you know, clapped the fans and walked straight off, but shown yeah. no positive emotion
0: whatsoever. I mean, it's he was saying it shows how good Wolves are, or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not slating Wolves by any means, but it's like, dude, you got to realize we're fighting for the top four. This could totally change. Our, you know, upcoming transfer window if we make it in. And that could, you know, in effect make us a better team. And we just got a vital win away from home, keeping a clean sheet with, a, you know, 10 men. I mean, 10 men. of yeah. course we're going to exactly. celebrate. That's ridiculous.
1: Also, Wolves are not that good. I just want to say that. Their lead position, I know I said, yeah, they're eight. They're, they've been decent this season. They're quite good defensively. But yeah. going forward, they carry carry basically no threat. Their league position is a bit of a lie. I expect them to fall off a bit and be more mid-table than sort of in and around Europe by the end of the season.
0: Yeah, hope so. So we could bring Ruben Neves um, and his crybaby self in as a replacement for Xhaka. Because at least when he's frustrated, yeah. he just cries like a little bitch instead of uh, <laughs> kicking instead Diego Jotem in the chest. Yeah.
3: I do really like Neves. Yeah. I was impressed by yeah, him. Yeah, uh, I do, I do.
0: For sure, he yeah. he
2: was it. He was like James Ward Prowse yesterday. The whip that this
0: man was putting, I, I on. His he's coffee, a very he's good like, player. I was afraid. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think even um, if we don't sign him, somebody's going to in the summer. Oh my goodness! Mm. Yes. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Rob, um, I'm going to come to you about the goal, my friend. I guess you know we've been very worried about this department of goal scoring, uh, seeing as we have you know. I'm gonna say one striker because I think Enketia is half a striker and Lacazette is half a striker, so we pretty much have one. <laughs> um, but I guess you know we we can get goals from other areas on the pitch, and, and Gabrielle with a nice little finish. But I, I do I do want to say though, I thought Lacazette in some instances yesterday was very bad. Um, his involvement in the goal was. <laughs> Was was really good, you know. He was super tenacious. Just yeah. basically yeah. flew into the goalkeeper, who also flew into Lacazette as well, um, and then helped Gabriel just dink it in—a very centre back esque uh, kind of finish. What did you make of the of the goal, Mister Mister Matty?
3: Um, thank you for addressing me by my preferred name as always, Daniel. Um, I was I was um. Well, it was a very scrappy goal, wasn't it? It was mm. a classic centre-backs <laughs> goal. Um, but y- you'll take them at the end of the day. Um, I agree with you on, on Lacquer. I thought um, he was very sort of, as as you said, quite tenacious throughout yeah. the 90. I, I've, I've had no issues with Lacazette's sort of all-round game this season. It's just that goal scoring. And we'll get on to that chance he had uh, later in the match, later in the show, um, which was, you know... <laughs> he has to score but anyway um, no it was a very scrappy goal uh, but Gabriel is a real presence in the opposition box he does score pretty often get on the end of things um, I think he scored against Leicester
0: earlier in the season
3: um, yeah so... his third goal this season
0: I was going to ask how many oh he's got yeah and he scored a... more open play
1: S- goals sc- scored than against that Southampton
3: it. as well dude. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, is, not, not really like open three play. Three. They're corners, mm. aren't they? But like mm. non-penalty goals, that's what I meant. Yeah. But he, 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 I think he is an attacking threat that we can really utilise. Um, so, mm. yeah, uh, I think it's important that we keep scoring from set pieces if we're going to carry on scoring goals this season. Because, yeah, I think uh, even yesterday it was evident that we're going to, you know, I think... The goals are going to be few and far between uh, for the remainder of the season, but uh, we're solid enough defensively, so hopefully we can
0: keep grinding out wins like that. Yeah, let's talk about the defense, Mac. I mean, Gabrielle, obviously, with the goal, but then you'd look at the rest of that, you know, back four as well, and I think they all had pretty good performances. Tierney was just tierneying the whole time, and it was always a presence <laughs> down the left hand channel. And then we've got to say it, man Cedric at right back, the loser. I thought he was, I thought he was pretty, pretty, pretty good yesterday. And then obviously Ben, I'll, ben I'll, yeah,
1: well. say on Cedric after Mac.
2: Yeah. 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 Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Unloserish. Um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I enjoy that. We've just said, uh, oh, wolves aren't that great. They're very good defensively, but they can't score much. They're going to drop. Oh yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. We can defend. We might not score many goals, but it will be great. Um, <laughs> Anyway, now, nah, big shout out to even the back five. And I say that because Rob Holding was oh, fucking true. immense after coming on yesterday. He was very good. Um, yeah. It's a sort of game we... that suits him, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I was Absolutely. about to say, so of, um, we know Holding can do that. He loves it. No, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. i I'm, I'm him never up. never one to pass up an opportunity. True. <laughs> yeah, never one to pass up an opportunity to big up Rob Holding. But, um yeah, just general. Yeah. Um, Really good defensively. Cedric especially, um, I think, in terms of overperforming from what we'd expect of him. I think out of the four, the rustiest for me was probably Tierney. Mm, mm. He had a couple of moments where, um, I think especially towards the tail end of the game, Yeah, he got scared. Chiquinho. Mm. Um, first of all, they're making up names at this Brazilian point. Brazilian <laughs> <laughs> chiquinho Fucking banana company. Like It's like um, a mix
1: between a Nigerian and Brazilian
2: name. Yes. I. I don't know what to do with it, but anyway, Chiquinho and Potence were both kind of overlapping on the right and just causing, you know, very quick, very tricky dribblers. And Tierney did get done a couple of times, did have a couple of good defensive moments. But Cedric, it's amazing, Um, with the exception of like the ninth minute when he started playing center forward for no reason, (laughs) um, like had a really, really good performance, I think because he kind of just stuck to his defensive guns and focused on his marking and didn't really contribute to the attack in any way. Um, I find that his worst attribute is when he gets up there and then doesn't get back and just leaves a gaping hole. Um, And he like definitely didn't do that. Very, I would say, conservative performance from him, but it's kind of what we need in the absence of Tomiyasu. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and then as to White and Gabrielle, White did a really good job of I stepping thought up was and was absolutely tracking fantastic Potence. yesterday. Yeah. I thought um, White was the best. Yeah. I I think in terms of a lot of the helter skelter of the game and the fact that he scored, I would give Gabrielle the best like player mm. out of the fort back four In terms of the best defensive performance, I think it was White no question. Um a bunch of really good blocks, really good at moving through transition and was really the reason that Potens didn't score at least one. Um kept him locked down anywhere near the box, which is, you know, people were rinsing him for his performance against Potence Plus, a.k.a. Diogo Jota, um, in the Liverpool match. But he definitely, he needed the rest, but he's looking he's looking sharp. Yeah, that's, that's my spiel.
0: Fair. Um, Alfie, you said you wanted <laughs> to talk a little bit about your best friend, Cedric, so fill me in. I, I mean, sure. I, I feel like we have to kind of, make an entire segment about when Cedric has a decent performance because it's such a rarity, you know? Mm.
1: Yeah, quickly, I just want to say there does there is this narrative that we don't score many goals. And I do think we need to score more goals. And, that, you know, if you look at top, top four teams generally in history, uh, they've scored more than we're scoring at, at the rate we're scoring at the moment. Having said that, we are the sixth top scorers in the league. Um, mm. We've scored three fewer than Manchester United, uh, but we have played a game less. We've scored six more than Spurs. I uh, haven't played a, uh, how many game? a game more. Um, so, you know, in terms of our top four rivals, we're not being massively outscored. Mm. Um, and then on Cedric, um, I, I, I don't think he was that great. And I, I've seen everyone... <laughs> <in this game. laughs> I, no, no, no! <laughs> come on, come on! We
3: uh, come like on. He wasn't come shit, on. though. That, no, he, point he wasn't, that shit. wasn't shit. He
1: wasn't shit, but he also wasn't like like. I, th- I don't think it was a performance particularly worth worthy of of note. And I'm, I'm not going to like say that about him. I think Tierney was also, as you said, Mac, um, had some shaky moments, particularly with one on ones with Samedo and and Chuck, Chuck when he came on. Um, And sometimes on the ball, but Cedric, particularly, I think he grew into the game and he got better as it went on. Uh, But I think, like, he started so sloppy on the ball, some of the loose passes. Uh, There was a moment very early on when he played someone on side, which could have created. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm.
1: Which was terrible. Um, And he just, there's just something about his style of play that just fucking irritates me. (laughs) It's, no, but it's, he does this thing where when the ball's played out to him, he'll let it come across the whole entire entirety of his body until it's like the last possible moment he could take a touch or control it. And he just hoofs it down the line with a he pointless does. ball he, loves loses possession. And it, not it. only does it take fucking ages, it also just loses us the ball like 90% of the time. Obviously not that many times, but basically all the time and I know like defensively towards the end of the game he was pretty solid and he did some good stuff but I just I that pet peeve of his uh of his um insistence on letting the ball run across his body so much and just making the ball slow down and then just playing that sort of ball over the top which just no one gets onto it's just uh, yeah, I'm not going to slander him because he wasn't bad, but I just I don't think we can sit here and say he had a great performance. I think I think that everyone's overplaying how well he played and I don't think that's some agenda. I think that's a, a pretty reasonable argument.
0: No, I mean, I think, you know, before the match in the group chat we were saying we expect Cedric to be on toast to make this, you know, ever typical yeah. shit sandwich that most of Cedric's performances are and just the fact that he wasn't complete trash was a positive you true. know um it's true and that's that's the sad reality of having below average players like Cedric um is is that even when they're not terrible it's like oh nice that's promising um but Rob <sighs> uh, let's let's pivot away from Cedric because you know the less we talk about him the better who yes absolutely <laughs> who on the day I thought how we do this but he actually wasn't Completely shocking, but hey, we do what we got to do here on the Arsenal Cannon podcast. Who, Rob, actually did impress you on the day? Who do you think was? What players do you think were a cut above the rest and were instrumental in getting us uh, that that really vital win in the chase for those top four that we're still very much after?
3: I mentioned Ben White. I I I'm, I was so so impressed with him yesterday. I, I don't know why I kept a bit of a, more of a keen eye on him. I just think he does. He subtly is just very good um, all the time. And um, yeah, that, that's that's all I've got to say on Ben White. I think um, he, he looks like he's just worth every penny at the moment. And I can only see him getting better uh, in terms of that, that passing range that we know he has. And uh, that ability to drive out defence. That was That was instrumental at times yesterday. The way he can just sort of put a pin in the pressure by just driving forward with the ball. It's brilliant um i thought i thought the midfield pivot was really good as well um considering both of them were on yellow cards i think they both handled uh their that's um their bookings really well um mm-hmm. i thought parte part um he had one brilliant moment parte where i think it was a clearance down the line and it was a bit of a perilous position and he just did like he just Controlled it excellently with the outside of his foot, and uh, this was a yeah, Second half, that. yeah, yeah. It, it was it was absolutely beautiful, and that that was sort of like vintage, vintage party. I mean, I, I say vintage, we haven't seen all that much of it, but the the glimpses are there, and uh, it's good that it, it looks like he's carrying on that that strong form that he sort of began at the start of this year against Man City. Um, so yeah, they were standout, and then obviously Saka, um, that little um, sort of what was it that, that, uh, that right footed cross that, in the first not, half to, to Lacazette. That was stunning. Bro, it was, the, what, it was, it was more
2: skinned, like seven. Yeah. Players yeah and the not yeah. and Yeah. yeah the
3: not
1: and then they jinking it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. One, two with Odegaard and and then yeah. the pass. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been such a nice goal.
2: Yeah. It reminds me of that moment against Man City when he used to wear 77. Um, and mm. it, it's like the one where he takes on about six players, just kind of left, right, left, right, you know, disposing of li- literally disposing of bodies. Um mm. Mm. You know, these, these men have families, please. But yeah, <laughs> I
3: think. <laughs> yeah, I just he, uh, Yeah. he's quieter is, than so, I expected them. Um, um, yeah, I know. I, I saw someone tweet that he was doing absolutely nothing and then he did that. And I don't know. I thought that was perhaps a tad harsh. Um, I mean. That was me. <laughs> like, oh, was it? Was it? Yeah, the that, that. I, I, I literally
2: said, "You think he's having an off day, and then he takes on six players and puts in a perfect cross. <laughs> yeah, world class? St- I still yeah. think he
1: was probably our best attacking player on the day. Mm. Mm. He just mm. makes things happen. Yeah, I thought." I think Odegaard was was decent in patches, but I think Saka's... Yeah, patches. You know, he's just still our main a- outlet. Mm. I, I want to shout out Ramsdale quickly. Mm. I think he was... Oh, oh, he's Much had better. A few, Much better. Yeah, he's had a few more shaky weeks, but this was better. I don't think he was overly tested, but he did make one good save uh, after an actually slightly dodgy moment from his one of his punches. Um, but, you know, c- c- coming for the, cro- the... Wolves have relentless <coughs> crossing... Um, that was basically they, they couldn't really create carve out anything so they just resorted to playing res- relentless crosses into the box and he dealt pretty well with all of them I think he had some very good claims uh, and he yeah. was much better on the ball again than he has been in recent weeks where it's been a little bit more shaky there was one really eye catching like pass into mid- midfield you know one of the ones we've seen recently where he was getting pressed pretty heavily and he just found a little gap really mm. composed when it looked like he was going to go long. Um, so, yeah that was that was more that was encouraging because he had a little bit not majorly but a little bit of a dip in form
3: yeah he was very aggressive with his goalkeeping um hmm. just uh, still just three on...
1: clean sheets in his last four i think
3: yeah yeah so. yeah i thought i thought he was excellent he was um sort of i've talked about him being erratic in recent weeks but i thought the erraticism was sort of beneficial last night i i i, I think hmm. it worked uh, just how aggressive he was and how he kept coming to to claim punches it's uh it's yeah funny. It, it's funny how um you mention uh r- um relentless crossing due to uh, not being able to create anything out for I, I, I think mm. i remember a time when uh that was the case uh for our team yes <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i will also say briefly on ramsdale there's a clip going around on twitter of him you know it's from like a united fan account right it's like Aaron Ramsdale take a bow and like a big cross comes in. I think Neves is up to meet oh, it. Oh yeah, then Gabriel Shaka. clears mm. and Urshaka clears. And um Ramsdale basically does a massive dive to his left, like as the ball is getting cleared. I would just like to say, first of all, I love that everyone's like tweeting this shit as to like show how bad he is. It means they're rattled. I'm here for it. But also, like just the fact that if that ball connects with Ruben Nevez's head and it's about a half inch away, he is in the perfect position to save the following mm. header. Like, I don't. It's just like, I I think his my favorite part of his game yesterday was his anticipatory work. Mm. Um, yeah, he was really good at kind of reading moments of danger. Um, and I yeah, I think that's the area where I've seen him be most to use your rob to use your rob word yeah to use your word rob erratic. Mm. um is he's kind of overly jumpy in terms of getting to crosses sometimes but he timed it really well yesterday just generally like very very good and that double save off the one punch that he cleared right to uh saiz was really
3: really beautiful yeah really impressive
1: mm. well i think the, the punch itself was a little bit i think he could have done better with but i agree yeah with but the, he's second, made up for the
3: save yeah yeah
1: the save
0: was yeah. pretty good
3: yeah. you know i mean i mean his distribution was better as well
0: actually I, 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 would yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would agree. And and I think, you know, we have to kind of pardon these moments of, you know, being erratic because it's just going to, it's going to be, that's going to happen. He's a super young goalkeeper mm. and it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, easy to forget. Yeah, it's going to happen with yeah. all of our players, by the way. Um, Mac goalkeeper in particular I think
3: yeah
1: Daniel that's where you see when it's when they're that young like oh what, yeah what goalkeepers are
0: playing regularly at 23. goalkeepers and central goalkeepers. defenders I think it's the most noticeable and for sure but yeah Mac it's also noticeable in attackers when they get sent off so martinelli red card what do you make <sighs> of the whole situation because I'll be honest i'll I'll say my piece because I gotta head out in a little under 10 minutes and I think this segment might might drag on. Yeah, start us um, off. I don't like that call, um, and not just because I'm an Arsenal fan and I'm biased. That is a reason, yes. Um, but I just think it's not really fair, if I'm being honest. I, I don't think Martinelli is aware of the fact that his you know, little blocking of the throw-in or whatever it actually was, um, was going to turn out to be a yellow card, And then he does another challenge, which is, in my opinion, a yellow card. Um, So he does two in quick succession. Now, if you're anything like me listening at home, in FIFA, I do this all the time. And I know it's real life compared to FIFA. But if I see that advantage being played, and I'm like, oh, I know that's going to be a yellow. So I'm going to make my next tackle count. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, And I just think, I'm not saying you know Martinelli is an idiot and is comparing real life to FIFA or anything. But... He never imagine that's what was going in through his brain. He's like, "Oh, and FIFA, I can do this. No, so I'm not. gonna do it gonna FIFA." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but you know, but like, legitimately. I mean, I I just don't think it's fair. I think it's bullshit, and I I just yeah, I I really take issue with it, and I think it was Rio Ferdinand that said it. Seems like another referee trying to be in the headlines. Yeah, um
2: yeah. and Mikhail Arteta per. You know james benj and a bunch of other outlets also said it's the type of red card that you have to want to give mm. yes that's um, mm. and he's actually like he, Arteta is going to go talk to the prem about the issues that we've been having recently in that regard especially with this one but here is my whole take on it um and if you want to read my piece about it that i have published today or yesterday technically but like alfie's going to promote it today um it's, it's titled, Actions Speak Louder Than Words, uh, which I think is pretty self-explanatory. But anyway, um, here's my take. Two things. First of all, uh, by a couple of Premier League historians that I looked up, first time in Prem history, a player has been awarded a second yellow without receiving the first.
0: I mean, that's just Bong. fucking ridiculous, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, that's...
2: Let's start there. O- only to Arsenal. Okay. Second thing. This is according to the FA rules that Alfie has posted in the chat, Um, and I'm going to read it out loud because I think it's worth it. If the referee plays the advantage for an offense for which a caution or sending off would have been issued had play been stopped, this caution or sending off must be issued when the ball is next out of play. That is the definition of an advantage, right? We know. Cool. Next. However, if the offense was denying the opposing team an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, the player is cautioned for unsporting behavior. Great. Next line. If the offense was interfering with or stopping a promising attack, the player is not cautioned. Now Martinelli's first thing on potence, the little push for the throw in textbook, yellow card for stopping a promising attack. Mm -hmm. Second offense, Martinelli's push on Chiquinho textbook, yellow card for stopping a promising offense. As soon as the advantage is played, it doesn't matter whether you construe that rule to refer to the foul that caused the advantage or the foul that stopped the play either way. The second yellow, or the player should not be cautioned for one of those two challenges. Yeah, like it's true. The <laughs> well explained the fact that the the fact that his officiating goes anorith is in the article, but his officiating for me went event against the rules, the physical in-text rules of the FA, in favor of spectacle. And it's not the first time we've seen a ref, you know, give a red card for spectacle, looking at you, Mike Dean, but. It is the first time we've seen a referee do it
3: in direct breach of the own of the of the rules they abide by for the game. Like another it is red card, not at, permissible. Uh, yeah, another red card. Molyneux springs to mind.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, the freaking shin touch versus, and of course, I'll always take it back to James Macarthur's like attempt to oh, kill yeah. Asaka, uh <laughs> earlier this like season. But again, it's just. I think. Um, And I'll go back to James Benj as well. There is definitely a little bit of hot-headedness within this team. We are young and very aggressive and do have issues in terms of, like, discipline. Um, And that's a fact. It's not just on the referees. But, like, it is genuinely one of the most blatantly bullshit red cards I've ever seen. Despite the fact that it's, like, both fouls are yellows. And if you received a yellow card for either thing, I'm fine with that. But by the rules of the game, he is legally not allowed to receive a red. And I think Arsenal, frankly, should appeal it because he should not be banned for the next game. Like it's just <laughs> it, it it is simply bullshit. And that's the last I have to Fair. say about it. Because I'm this is like the one element of the game that I'm really not happy
0: about. No, I mean it's it's just because <laughs> it seems perpetual that we're on the receiving end of these terrible calls. I'm not sure what it is, and obviously. We are Arsenal fans, so we're going to notice when they go against us. Every team has instances like... Instance... You know what I'm trying to say. Um, it's like... Instances. Yeah. Gotcha. Instances. Shout out stuttering. <laughs> Shout out getting tripped on your own time. Um, but it's like all the time, man. We're getting red cards every game in Alfie. They're, they're starting to look... Just every single one we get now is totally starting to look like a reputation red card. It's like, oh, Arsenal are... You know, like, like Mac was saying, young, maybe excited, a little too aggressive um, and, and clumsy. So I'm going to give them a red yeah. card because that's just what I have to do. So Alfie, you know, Mac said we should contest this and I agree. Mm. But are you maybe worried at all that we're dealing with a n- sort of North Korea kind of situation? And they don't. <laughs> they, I mean, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. So why would they? Yeah. Why? Uh, why would they? You know, because it's just
1: gonna make yeah, them look I mean, like idiots. It does feel like a, a subconscious bias. Um like I don't think they're 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 meeting at PGMOL or whatever um and like collectively coming to the decision that they're gonna run some agenda against Arsenal. No. But it does feel like an unconscious bias because I like that could you see time. any other team in the league getting that yellow? No realistically?
0: Or oh, that, that red card, sorry. Honestly, if um, I were to name one team, possibly Burnley, because they have a reputation for being shithousers. Other than that, though, no. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, but, yeah, but do on. they get Wait, any reds? Can I, can I chime in on Burnley? What's up? Tweet from Morbinio this morning. Um, Premier League discipline since 2nd of January 2019. The last time Burnley got a red card. Games yeah, played. Yeah, they don't Arsenal get reds. 15, okay. Burnley 115. Fouls. Arsenal one one four eight, Burnley one one four five. Red cards: Arsenal fifteen, Burnley none.
0: Okay, I <laughs> forgot they had I mean, a my, my forgive me, I forgot they had an English. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> for, I forgot they have an English manager. So my bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they notoriously True. have not been getting red cards for the last two years. Um, probably because Sean Knight will just absolutely <laughs>
0: <He'll> kill them, <laughs> uh,
1: rail them in the conf- in the press conference after. Oh, I don't understand um, what's going on that, here. That guy is. He's got to be the most, you know, fucking annoying, complainy little cunt. Um, well, he's not little,
2: is he? He's half. So... I quite like Sean Dash. I really enjoy him. I really can't. His, stand pre- him. his press conferences make me so fucking happy. He just keeps it real.
1: Really, really?
3: he's it's wonderful.
1: You, you guys like Sean, love love yeah. Sean
3: Dash. I love Sean I've man. got a little cardboard out of him in my room. Have you? Really? <laughs> yeah. My oh, friend, don't that's get me hilarious. wrong.
1: He's, he's a bit of a meme character, but I fucking... Oh, I can't stand him. He eats gravel for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean,
2: mean dude, that is funny. My, actually, you know what? I'll save this for my marketing opportunity of a lifetime. I have a great Sean Deish bit that I want to bring up. But yeah, just, just to piss yeah. off Alf, this is my marketing opportunity mm-hmm. in, like, an hour. Okay.
1: Well, my, so my take on the red card is that I think... I think everyone can agree if he'd pushed him and he got booked right then and then a minute later he made that foul you know that is two red cards um two yellow cards sorry um like no complaints you know he should be sent off there I think what James said um on in his little on the whistle video he said that if you think of the yellow a yellow card as a warning essentially that's what essentially what a yellow card should be you know, if you, if you if you get if you get a yellow card, you're being warned. Uh, You know, if you do that again, you'll be sent off. Blah blah blah. Martinelli doesn't get a warning mm. in this situation. Mm. He doesn't get. You know, he, he commits a foul, and then it goes on, and he commits another one, and he has no idea. He has not been warned. So technically, there's the, the effect the the effect of what a yellow card is meant to symbolically represent has not actually occurred. If you know what I mean, so. You know, that is, as Daniel said, it's bullshit. Um, and that was sort of my feeling about even if it's within the laws of the game, you know, it, you know, it, it, it you know, the logic's lo- uh, logic and common sense has to be applied from referees when they're within a game, you know, game management, keep saying, you know, <laughs> um, but then what Mac just said and what I put in the chat, it wasn't even within the game, the laws of the game it was, you know, the, Oh, my God, I can't stop saying, you know, yeah, <laughs> yes, it wasn't. <laughs> it's <just> painful. <laughs> it was. It. It was. Uh, that. It, that. Those aren't the rules. As it said, as it states in that FA official page, the player should not be cautioned for both offences mm. uh, within the same sequence of play. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. It. it we, we should definitely appeal it because. We can, you know, it, oh my god! If know. if we if we go to the PGML O O L or the Premier League or whatever to appeal it, we can cite their own rules or yeah. the FA's rules. Yeah, there's literally no and way. Yeah. Show them why exactly why that shouldn't be read. I would be incredibly disappointed with the club if they don't mm. pick up on that and go to them and. Get it overturned because we we could do with him in every game, and particularly with the Brentford game coming up, we could obviously we obviously want him to be available for that. So we should definitely do that. The problem is um
3: Mm. no the the rule I think is that you can't appeal to yellows technically, so it can't be that is just
1: utter bullshit.
3: Like
2: why would they have that as a rule? Why? Well, good news to be
3: fair. Um, even if
2: we can't appeal it, it means Martinelli's next appearance will be against Wolves at home. Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. This boy will be coming for their lives, bro. I mean, and mm,
3: yeah, I, yeah, go for it. Ryan. The other good news is that, let's face it, if there's one area of the pitch where we've got proper quality and depth, it's left wing because Smith Rowdy. Yeah, Smith's yeah, we can straight. bring Smith straight True. in, mm. but you still rather have Martinelli yeah, available, obviously. Yeah, of course. But but why the fuck is that a rule? I don't know why. It's just always been a rule. You can't appeal well, to yellows. Right. Surely you should be able to appeal any rule. Yeah. Uh, sorry, any decision if mm. you
1: if you want. That is no, utterly did, uh, ridiculous. Should, yeah. It's like it's like VAR can't intervene unless it's I'm doing air quotes clear and obvious. Like that's just fucking stupid mm. as well. It some of the morons implementing <laughs> these fucking rules. It's it's beyond belief. Like that. It's just. So anyone that isn't completely fucking brain dead would know would be able to sense that these are stupid rules. Ah, oh.
0: well, Alfie, P- referee, pisses strongly. me off yeah, all the time. I've got a feeling Alfie's yeah. a bit oh. upset. Alfie, I can see your
1: blood pressure um, is very. I wasn't upset at the time because, yeah. like, I I thought, yeah, maybe it, it probably is a red, but now I've like thought about it more with the re- reflection, and you know, obviously, it didn't cost us in the end, but. It it certainly doesn't help us for the next game. And obviously we we were backs against the wall and it made it very difficult and it sort of killed the game as a spec. Well, as Max said, it it made it more of a spectacle for the neutral fan. But for us, it was sort of painful viewing. Well said.
0: Well, Alfie, keep. I will also say, yeah, hold on. Let me let me interject. Yes. Um, I told everyone that this segment was going to drag and now I'm getting very itchy because I'm trying to get off. Um. So, not not like that. Trying to get off the podcast. Um. I, I don't do that. i not <laughs> He's itching for his heroin. <laughs> yes. <it's not. laughs> so enjoy your new host. Um. He needs to go and have some lines. Exactly. And, uh, I don't know, uh, Inject injections. Yeah. That's it. I'm not quite to the needle yet. All I do is snort. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. lovely. Yep. We'll you, Daniel. Maybe at episode 200, I'll be having a needle in my forehead. Well. Talking about Arsenal. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Enjoy your new host, um, Alfie. And then I think Mac was going to say something. loop, peeps.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Mac. Bye, Daniel. Bye, Dan. I was just going to talk about, like, obviously we know how much a red card can change the course of the game, of any game, right? But, like, from, from the moment Gabrielle's goal went in and basically the five minutes before that, through, like, the time of the red card, we were utterly dominant. Wolves maybe had like one or two sniffs, but nothing serious, right? Yeah, like we yeah. we mm. shut down wolves at Mullen U, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, and I don't know, man. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, that was the, I just the, this shift in momentum was really frustrating because they did not deserve to have a foothold in that game at that point in time. Um, mm. And I, again, I remark on this in my piece, but like. They were getting increasingly frustrated. Chippy fouls. Michael Oliver wasn't calling any of them. Like mm. they they were they were just leave. They were leaving some on players. Like after the ball was passed, it was genuinely a little shitty. And like Oliver was turning a blind eye to most of it, and then handing out <laughs> yellows to Arsenal players for yes, yellow card tackles. Yeah. But like the amount of accumulation that wasn't called in that game was really disappointing for me. Um, the other note is that I've seen like websites like Sofa Score and that and like all of the like football daily reviews or whatever on the player ratings have given Martinelli like threes or fours out of ten. The dude was our best player until he got sent off. Like he was immense. I, I, don't, in the know. First half. I don't know. If I, I don't agree think either. he was that
3: great if I'm being
1: honest, Mac. I th- really I, I, I agree three or four is ridiculous because he what? Because he pushed a guy and then he brought a guy down within about exactly. ten seconds. That's ridiculous.
2: I genuinely uh, thought he
1: was I, like I mean good so on for day. score. I don't know why anyone ever <laughs> uses their <laughs> I mean, range. Fair. It's literally yeah. it's literally so just some six, like six. it. Anything that's like a computer generated, yeah, computer generated thing based off surface level stats yeah. is is bullshit in terms of getting player ratings, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, of course it is. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, 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 we've been, we've been aware for a long time that scores silly. I but I do think Martinelli mm. was, I don't know, I didn't think he was poor. I just think he wasn't at his sort of exhilarating best. Um, I, I think he was like decent. Yeah. It wasn't like I, I just amazing. You know, I think um my, my I would have obviously liked to have him on for the re- remainder of the game because you know, he's such a threat with his with his pace when defenders legs starts start to tire. But I I did think maybe when Erdegaard um came off it, it could have been um it could have been uh Martinelli instead. Uh just Yeah. Just, I can't yeah. see
1: Smith Rowe doing what Martinelli yeah. did. Yeah.
3: But and to be first smith road did have a couple headedness. of like moments but, of quality but then again but, could, yeah yeah, yeah. Do, do, i think that was so uncharacteristic of Martinelli anyway i would i would never expect him to do yeah that. yeah it was just, he a just got a bit frustrated
1: which can happen to to any young player i'm not losing my shit over it
3: mm.
2: No, it's also quite yeah. funny. He has turned into a little bit of a shithouse in the past couple. He of has, weeks. I like, love it. Yeah, he he, well, he, he, he does to, like to. Yeah, he loves to stand too close to free kicks and like fuck with people during throw-ins and yeah. you know,
3: like he's he, you know, a
2: bit of a, a good boy. Yeah,
3: you can really see yeah. the. Uh, I can't
1: see Smith Rowe getting many bookings. Yeah, you can really Just see the
3: impact that Lacazette's captaincy and having on some of these players. <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> Fucking, well, I don't oh. a, I don't want
1: to stereotype uh the Latin American community this that's a bad way to start a sentence
2: <laughs> but uh, oh dear they g- generally well, that's, that's probably that quite sh- a good way to start a sentence yeah I cancelled
3: like, podcast I guess, I'd I, you guess. Didn't.
1: I guess uh but like generally that like Brazilian players uh, in particular that they, they, they do there is a bit of shithousery in the way they, they do things and they they can get quite hot headed as well. Mm. Um, But just like throwing themselves about as well, like Martelly does go down quite often. and He's normally okay. Gabriel did it actually. He went down, he sort of ended up by collapsing, collapsing and he's fine. (laughs) Like, and that, like you don't see, particularly in the English game, like English players, you don't see that as much. Um, Largely because they get absolutely slated by old school pundits and shit. Yeah. Um, but it's just culturally, it is a bit different. Like not to, not to, yeah, That culturally. Anyway, should we, should talk- we get to the, yeah. the major moment no, just after that? Just oh, un- I mean, I mean, obviously there was yes. the, uh, mm. yes. Yeah. There was the, uh, own Shaker own goal, um, from the set piece that was disallowed. Oh yeah. Um, which I, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. This couldn't get worse that minute. So
2: stressed, bro. Mm. Yeah.
1: And then, oh, when it, when, when it was offside, I was like, oh, thank fuck. But um, obviously, I'm talking about the Lacazette miss. Oh. Uh, I did have to tweet Infogal. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I don't know if any of you saw this after. Because they had it at 4%, which is just obviously bollocks. You're not telling me there's a 96% chance an average finish. There's, there's a 4% chance he's scoring from there. That is... I mean, complete bullshit. Yeah. So uh, I mean, there's a four percent thought...
2: chance Lacazette scores from there, and maybe they're basing their ratings <laughs> off of that. But like, no,
1: that's that's not how XG works, though. I, I yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's, it's joking. not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thing, but like, yeah, yeah, I know. At, yeah, like, and I looked at Understat, and they had it at seven percent. But then I think StatsBomb, um, which is more reliable, uh, you can't see the individual individual shots, but overall XG was higher, and Lacazette's individual overall all XG was higher, so I think they had it. Much higher. It's probably about a thirty percent chance. I so so what I think my, my problem with it is I think once he gets into the position to shoot, it's no longer like that easier chance. I think it's quite good goalkeeping from saw The way he sort of spreads himself, close to the yeah, angles. his positioning's
3: great. Um, I think like his sballing position is yeah, and, you know, all wrong. If I'm being honest,
1: yeah, I think it that in that position, it's not the hardest. It's not the easiest chance. No. Um, I think the problem is the way he takes the ball initially uh, to set himself. I think he he just got a he's not uh, maximised the opportunity and maximised the angles uh, for himself when he initially takes it. I also just I don't get that vexed at players missing chances um, because I just think players miss chances like that. Even the elite finishers miss chances. Mm. Lacazette's like a, a, an above average finisher for a striker. Um, So, you know, not will get chances like this. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, this season he's having a bit of a finishing lull. Mm. Um, And when you get as few chances as he does, when you're having a finishing lull, you feel it even more. Um, Yeah, he just doesn't look comfortable in those positions anymore. Um, cause I think a couple, a year or so ago, even like yeah. he'd take that. I think he was better, just, but he just, yeah. he's a bit shocked that he got in behind <laughs> and timed his run yeah. and everything. It was a, I think. Unreal, yeah. Because he, he doesn't find himself in that sort of position right. very often anymore. And, and it was the a great pass, pass well. from Gabrielle. Absolutely but, phenomenal.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, I mean, on, on
2: that note with Lacazette as well, like he's tried that, like open the body curl to the far post three or four times in recent games and has missed it every time like yeah and that used to be a trademark skill of his I mean if you remember the goal against I think it was Liverpool where he had that one just nestles into the top corner he scored one against Everton like that I think yeah the the Everton one was was like perfectly top corner and then he had the sixth line but like there was the
1: uh, I'm thinking of uh, I think he went through and goal against Slavia Prague last season yeah, um, yeah, and he had so much time, and he had a similar sort of weird attempt to play it into the top corner when he, he had so much of the goal to aim at, and I think he hit
3: the post. Yeah, yeah, he did. I yeah, think it's yeah like, yes, you know, some, I remember that. Yeah, and then I think he yeah. scored one similarly against Sheffield United back end of last season, so he he can do it. Yep, I just yeah, th- I just yeah. Yeah, personally just, think in that situation yeah. he doesn't open up his body quite enough. Like there's that there's yeah. that screenshot yeah. that's going around, and he's he's approaching the ball very strangely. It's like he's trying to hit it with power, and yeah, it was a bit of
1: a lack of composure. Yeah, I think. I think he he felt the the enormity of that situation
2: on his shoulders. And I mean, yeah, and again, if you look at Sa's positioning, like it's great, really, really. good. Sound he's a very goalkeeper good goalkeeper. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: The far the yeah. far post is a good area to aim for. However, three areas that like he could have done. Um, if he, like, I'm not saying trust his left foot, but when a oh, keeper no is that way. far out of no goal. No way, that guy can't no, finish with like, his left. <laughs> no, if, a, if a keeper is that far out of goal and you have 10 yards to him, you like, taking it to the left around him might have been an option. Mm. You could also have gone over him because there's nobody behind him. Or, most importantly, through the legs. Whenever mm. a goalie spreads himself like that, acres of space to the legs. and yeah, it's like, underneath him. But... But doing that finish, you know, a nutmeg finish, almost inherently is like the mark of a player with confidence when you have the balls to do that. I remember Alexis used to love a nutmeg finish when he was really yes. in form, but then he would try them and he was out
3: of form and just smack it against something yeah. stupid. Um, I just want to say I that think, um, I scored yeah. that basic exact same goal last week at six aside. so I would have scored it. I tucked it away into the oh, far did you? corner. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no. Sound.
2: Yeah.
1: Wait, wait! Speaking for on on bad misses, did you see Zaha's penalty? No, I haven't <laughs> yes. seen it. What happened? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, weird. it's hilarious! <laughs> he puts it so far wide, and he does it so weirdly, like casually. Really, I, it looks like he's passing to like a steward who sat on the sideline.
3: Mm. Speaking of uh, laughable situations, I have one word for you guys: Tottenham. Yes. True. Well,
2: yes. Yeah, <laughs> a little get, side funny. Hey, South, yeah. Southampton were the better team, too. Oh, they were. They, they, oh, they dominated that game. I, fu- I had so much fun watching that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I went
1: to the gym uh, and they were drawing, and then I saw on Twitter in a pause between reps. Come on. <laughs> uh, or sets. I saw they'd scored, and then I saw everyone going, "Oh, Spurs!" I think LT Arsenal Sash tweeted, "Yeah, oh, Spurs are the luckiest team in the league," or something like that. And then I like stop. I'm like, "Oh fuck's sake, they're gonna win!" Come out of the gym, check the score, expecting some depressing three one. They wrapped it up three two, and I just started bursting out of laughter. And, like <laughs> people walking out of the gym around me were like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" But I was so happy. Yeah. That is big for us. Uh, oh, this, yeah. this this week of, week this week of this round of fixtures, yeah, with United dropping oh, points as well. Come on, Veg Yeah, love that. Guy. And dude, I yes. mean, we
2: are in true vout. We are <laughs> yeah. in yeah. Fi- fifth place, a point off of fourth place West Ham, with two yeah. games in hand. Now, not to make us games in hand FC, but like
3: we could even we could even, a, d- even a draw. Yeah, we like, could secure yeah. quite a comfortable position in the top four. If if all goes to plan, um, I think
1: that's yeah, that's ambitious. It is. I think
3: it's going to be tight. I mean, and and again,
2: given our opponents are like Chelsea, Liverpool, um, Spurs, United. I should have forgotten the other ones. Spurs. Mm, Spurs is it United
3: away, as well? God, yeah, we've got to play United. Yeah, United at home though. We usually beat them at home. Yeah, we well
2: here we beat the middle of Trafford too. <laughs> like, yeah,
3: well we didn't this season. No, we lost this season. I was there. Pain. Well, no, I know, but yeah. In, yeah. in
2: in recent years, damn it,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we have we have yeah. finally killed off the away top six thing. So uh, you know, we can probably. I reckon we'll give Chelsea a game. Uh,
1: mm, that's the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too optimistic about that. But as we showed against City, uh, we can compete against the best teams when we've got our best eleven mm. out there. Um, whether we or not we can do that more consistently, yeah. but you know we showed it's possible. I think, um, I think
3: Liverpool at home will be a good uh, litmus test to see just how far we've come because you know City were very tired when we played them and and everything. I think it'll be true interesting to see how we compete with a full fledged Liverpool at the Emirates. Yeah, yeah, not in the League Cup without a midfield. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean Liverpool are always scary, but yeah, yeah. Uh on the on the remainder of the game.
1: Um we saw it out pretty well. I think they had a few nearly moments. There was one sort of where it bounced around the the six yard box and holding cleared it. Um, but it was never like yeah. it felt nervy. I was fucking shitting myself, mm. but it never really got um like they, they as we said, they didn't create any big chance in the whole game. Um and it didn't feel it didn't feel like overly stressful. Um, in in a situation where it normally should, uh, and it was it was brilliant scenes at full time to see it out. It was, uh, yeah.
2: Anything, anything
1: else you want to touch on, guys? In the Wolves game,
3: I don't think so.
2: I think I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we can yeah. we can definitely get another show in before the Saturday, the fucking nineteenth against Brentford. Oh, so, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, gutting, nice,
3: isn't it? That we have to have another massive break now. Yeah, eight days. Well, hopefully we'll have Why a. Why did
2: Chelsea have to be going playing Aww. club World Cup final with with robot linesmen? The most pointless <laughs>
3: competition in the world. It, it's yeah. I hate who cares? Have... Honestly, who cares? Um,
1: like I, I knew I've got friends who were like pretty big football fans here. Mm. They didn't know that it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "What do you mean Chelsea?" What? Like I was like, "Yeah, the semi final was yesterday." They were like, "Oh." <laughs> But anyway.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, Rob, Rob tweeted and messaged in the chat. Yeah. We have a game on the weekend. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's mm. dumb.
1: So, yeah. Uh, one tiny tactical thing I wanted to slightly mention from the game quickly was about Shaka again playing this slightly more advanced mm-hmm. eight role, mm-hmm. which, it, to be fair, it when we, were at, when we were very good in December, it worked pretty well. I'm still not sure about it. It just feels odd sort of awkward sort of trying to fit a a round peg in a square hole. Is that the phrase? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Because he's sort of, when when you see him sort of making these overlapping runs or underlapping runs uh, in the left back position, just, it just, I don't know. It feels a bit, and it does help certain aspects of the team and the game and the system, but I don't know. It just, it just feels a bit, bit strange. But then at the same
3: time, I feel like Partey is really thriving at the base. True, true. Um I
2: think with Xhaka especially, like I agree the overlaps and him playing that wide is a bit odd, but like if you can get him where he thrives for the Swiss national team in kind of that left half space just controlling everything, like playing him there as an slightly elevated 8 could really work in extended spells of possession. It's just the the Wolves game I think was a little too chaotic um for that to really take hold and Leander Donker, you know, all credit to him, was pretty good defensively. Um, really did a good job kind of covering that threat off on the right side. But, yeah, I think it's an experiment I'd definitely like to see again. Um, yeah. Well, it's become it's a system, general man. system, hasn't it? Yeah, it has.
1: Yeah. Like, that's what we did in the run where we beat West Ham and – yeah. And Leeds well, think, and Norwich. I think it works.
3: I'm, it's just you're right, Alfie. It just feels a bit a bit weird. It does feel weird. Like but I, I thought Shaq had his a good main game strength. Yesterday.
1: His main strength is progressing the ball from deeper areas mm. and and you know, with the play in front of him, and he doesn't do as much as that in this it's, it's this system. But I do think you're right, maybe it, it leaves Partey with more space to do his thing, because I think sometimes Shaq and Partey can slightly cancel each other out when they're,
3: they're yeah, beside each yeah. other. I think, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And I thought Shaka, I know, you, I, I see what you mean with, with perhaps taking away his greatest quality, but um, I do, I thought he was very good actually yesterday. Um, I agree. I, I think, as you say, Mac, if we can get him in that space where he's on the left hand side of the pitch and just able to get the ball into forward areas, yeah. Um, I think that would be really beneficial for us, um, but I, yeah, I think I don't think he's the solution if that's sort of the long term system. I think finally uh, this summer, I think there will be that that parting of ways. But um, hmm. I yeah. still wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here this time next year and Shaka is still the, the, the starting man in midfield. We're talk- still talking about him. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I the one thing I do like about it is that it's seen a bit of a well. We've we've gone away from the Shaka dropping into the auxiliary left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tierney playing as a complete out and out winger. Yeah, they see us that's less gone. exposed on
2: that. Yeah, Tierney's I really playing. Not like that system.
1: Yeah, it worked for a bit and then it didn't. Uh, and I think Tierney is playing slightly with more withdrawn, uh, which means Shaka's playing with a bit more freedom offensively, um, and it does mean we
3: get less exposed on the left-hand yeah. side, which is good.
2: Also, get, get yeah. it. it also really helps Martinelli, I see. Yeah, these, uh, I also think run yeah.
3: Tierney's right. Chir- yeah. running onto the ball now as well rather than receiving it in high areas. Um The True. assist for Saka's goal against Man City springs to mind. You know, he's carrying the ball forward rather than having the ball pinged out to him. And it also gives him different crossing angles and stuff. Yeah, I, I just prefer him being, you know, an actual left-back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anything else to add?
1: I guess because we'll probably have a podcast next week before the Brentford game we'll talk about Brentford then. Mm. Um, it feels very early to preview that game. Um so yeah, anything yeah, Absolutely. Anything else you want to add, lads? Uh not from me. Matt? Nothing from me. Perfect, man. Uh well then, we'll we'll call it a day. Uh it's been a pleasure. Marketing opportunity of a lifetime, I guess. Um Rob, go ahead.
3: Um, I'm just going to um, mark it a tweet from Ian Wright. Um, and it is <laughs> simply reads, uh, I love Billy Eilish with like a heart face next to it. This guy, I, I, I just love him feels feels something like that like a 10 year old would tweet not not Ian right but but what a guy and then gunner blog oh, uh man. like replied uh oh. it is pure Ian right yeah there. it is and then gunner yeah. blog replied like oh i second this or something which is brilliant <laughs> i love gunner
1: blog as well Oh, we love gonna might blog try here. and get him on the podcast because i finally found finally found an email oh for- really Oh, I would love yeah. to have him on. I, I it was not that hard. Him. I just, that would be amazing. I just, yeah. cause we connected on LinkedIn and I actually just, I was browsing LinkedIn and thought, Oh, I'll go on his LinkedIn. Mm. Uh, and then his email's just there. So yeah, he's a hero. Yeah, he is. Uh, Mac marketing, marketing opportunity of a lifetime. Plug yourself. Yeah. Ce- I said I was
2: gonna, um, Sean Dash. It's, it's his interview from lockdown. Um, where it's like the end of his press conference um, and someone goes, you know, thank you very much. Has anybody ever told you that you look exactly like Mick Hucknall? For anyone who doesn't know Mick Hucknall, he's pretty much <laughs> the spitting him, Jushan Um But... Sean Dyche responds, yeah, it's uncanny. Um, apparently, I've been told I look exactly like Chris Evans. Too. <laughs> and then proceeds to go on this rant of basically like, listen, if press conferences, like, I love this question because if they're going to give me a stupid question, I'll give them a stupid answer. Yeah. Um, and then his press officer goes like, oh, yeah, you know, you've resorted to um, looky likeies. And he's like, no, it's not resorting to. We've elevated ourselves to looky likeies. <laughs> and then he like tells this whole story about like. Playing lucky luckies with mates in a pub and like with your kids on vacation and it's genuinely just brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I found it. Yeah, it's on like Sky Sports Instagram from about two weeks ago, and I found it yesterday and was crying laughing at it. And then we brought him up in the pod today, so I figured I should market the fact that Sean Dice is hilarious, and I can't see why Alfie dislikes him. Well, <laughs> yeah, All I just think. Uh. Like I think he's
1: probably like an all right guy in real life. Like he's probably decent. I don't uh, dismiss him as a manager. I think he's done an amazing job with the f- the resources he has at Burnley. I just find his inherent sort of delusion when he's talking about like games and game states and also refereeing decisions. Like he's so delusional with some of those the the cases he makes and just the style of football is <laughs> yeah it's it's horrible it is opinion. horrible and like, he, it's just, and it's just like watching they're him... not like some people just mm. say they're completely part of the bus team they they're not that if you actually watch them there's a lot to them it's just not pretty at all everyone knows that
2: i don't mind that yeah. though it's it's refreshing i genuinely i, I enjoy understand teams. like
1: with what they've got i don't expect them to play some Really innovative, attractive pressing
3: system or possession based system. Or they whatever. will now. They but will I, now with good old veghorse <laughs> up top. Uh, I just love veghorse <laughs> I, I tweeted I the other veghorse. day. Yeah. I, I want him. I want I him like in the summer if they well. go down. I want veghorse Yeah. Yes, yeah, backup. He auction. would definitely
2: be a good backup. Option. Yes, yeah. and we need a backup.
3: Yeah. Um, we do need to strikers. I think this with summer.
2: the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope Burnley uh, go down. But, ooh. Mm, true. Well, why? Fucking hate. Oh, Burnley. I hate Burnley. Well, fair enough. I yeah. like football, um, but not
1: Burnley. Surely everyone yeah. wants them to go down. Yeah, Burnley, That's Newcastle, true, yeah. and I don't really care who else. Norwich, Everton, Norwich. Everton would be pretty funny, actually.
2: Everton would be hilarious. It would be I funny if, yeah. if Newcastle and Everton went down and Watford and Norwich managed to stay up. Wait, aren't I think Everton are one of the teams that still have yet to get relegated. That would yeah, be they are. Actually. They really are. It's, it's Arsenal, Spurs, um,
1: Arsenal City. No, not <coughs> City. Arsenal, Chelsea, Arsenal, Chelsea, United, Liverpool. That club uh, Spurs is just and
3: Everton. Yeah, that club is yeah, just ran yeah. so horrifically. I really hope they go down. Honestly,
2: the management shape. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good God. Um, I'm also yeah. In terms of Vout <clears throat> Vedcourse, fuck it, you got me attention now. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm a bit ill as well. No, but he's like, if you see the way that he played at Wolfsburg and the way that he played at the Netherlands, he's literally just like a six foot six hold up man distraction, because as soon as someone of that size with his ability enters the box, every defender is gonna be like, ah, shit, yeah. gotta mark this guy. And it frees up just loads of space for free attackers mm-hmm. around the edge. And I think like, we could really profit off that system
3: with the wide talent we have. Yeah. Um, mm. I, and I it's can't th- believe they managed to sign him. I yeah, can't neither. believe it. And yeah, the thing insane. about him is that he's, I know he's 29, but he came through like really late. So I think he probably yeah. has like quite a lot left in the tank.
2: Yeah. As, a, as an
1: and, additional yeah. option. He, yeah. He
2: could. You're also not expecting him to be like massively quick. No. Um, it's not. You yeah. know, he's
3: a big man. He, oh. he is quite technical. He to is. Fair, oh, really that, that turn. Coach, but yeah. sent Maguire to the oh silky. <laughs> <laughs> send Maguire back to Greece. Bloody hell. Mm. Yeah. Well, they, they were <laughs> panicking when they lost, sexy. they lost
1: Chris Wood. Um, but they've probably got an upgrade. Yeah, there. there's definitely. definitely an
3: upgrade, yeah. First of all, yeah. what a horrible
2: signing. Sorry. Chris Wood's a very good signing for Newcastle. 30 he's been, million. He's been pretty good in the Prem until this season where he's been mm. pretty bad. Yeah, because he hasn't been playing with Ashley Barnes and the two of them are telepathic. Oh, oh yeah, they are. <laughs> Newcastle should have just signed both. <laughs> um, I mean, they yeah. could have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my marketing opportunity
1: of a lifetime. I'm going to do something that's actually, uh,
2: Re- it's actually use,
1: yeah useful to us <laughs> uh, as 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 people. Uh, no offense, Laz. Uh, go and read a Max piece for today. Actions uh, speak louder than words, and go and read my piece from a yeah, few days know. ago, which is still very relevant um, about our squad depth. Uh, and yeah, on we love you Arsenal. K. It has been a pleasure. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Actually, I have one more little, because you guys had your sort of more spotlight than yeah. marketing, obviously. I wanted to say, I want to spotlight. Uh, uh, Ian Wright and Bakayo Saka at... Oh, yes. At the Brits. Presenting Dave. That was like three of my favourite people on stage together. Saka, Ian Wright and Dave. Presenting Dave with his award. Um, oh, and then shout just- out Dave's performance of In The Fire. That was unreal.
2: True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. One more quick bit before we do go, Alf. I just realized our last two fixtures of the season are against Newcastle and Everton. So, <laughs> if, if we have the chance to send one or both of them down, it would be hilarious. Um, it would. Especially because we get to play against Bruno finally. Mm.
3: Yeah.
1: I, I don't I mind I, so. I think they'll both
3: stay up, but yeah, yeah. it will be fine. I think funny. Newcastle will have yeah. a very good second half this season they have got quite a good. I, I actually quite like that team I, now. I, it's weird.
1: I don't think they'll be like brilliant, but I think they'll do just enough to stay. Yeah, sail. yeah,
3: yeah. Agreed. But,
1: yeah. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. As I've said twice already, uh, <laughs> please like, share. We need a song actually.
3: Oh yeah, I was thinking um, "Let Her Go" by Passenger because uh, we've we've just got our love back and now we have to let her go again for nine days. Could do that. Um, could also do that Dave
2: song you have just mentioned. I don't really mind either way. In the fire. Yeah,
1: yeah it, mean, is, editing, it is. It so is like you. seven and a half minutes. Mm. So maybe, May, maybe maybe the passage. As much song as there. I love it, um, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. I mean, it could be let it I like go. It. Uh, we could do let it go.
3: The, no, the, we're not doing. No, we're not doing.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, but there's fuck, also fuck that. that. Uh, is it is it James Bay song called Let It Go.
2: Yeah, it's true, but I think but yeah,
1: yeah, we'll go. We'll I'll go, go with because suggestion. We'll go with let her go. Because Arsenal, Arsenal, female institution. Let her go. I don't know what that means. She wore a yellow ribbon. She exactly. Arsenal It's, it's like when people call countries a she. Arsenal is a she. Yeah. Well. Yes. Um Beautiful Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll go with let her go. Um, yeah. Share this with. I don't know to say it, but all your cool uncles. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, thanks Mac, thanks Rob, um, or Matty, and thanks Danny for earlier. And we'll we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
2: Goodbye. Bye.
4: Well, you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow.